0: Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. Guys, the Phoenix Suns torched the Los Angeles Lakers 115-105. But guys, it was much worse than that throughout the third quarter. But I'm going to get into why that is. If I'm worried, what I did like and brought positive from the game right here on the West Wolf Podcast. And guys, basically my advice to you is chill fam, everything's gonna be all right. Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westwick, it's a Chip, at Always in Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. All right guys, so let's start, look, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis, um, they had an altercation. Um, I'll show it to you right now. Now, this altercation, I'm not at all worried about it like other people are. I mean, Hoopers, I know you out there. Tell me you haven't ever had a teammate that missed a couple of wide-open jump shooters because they were just ball-hogging at that game or they missed a couple of rotations on defense. And you didn't tell them about themselves. And it probably happened to you, too. I mean, it happens to all of us. Guys, this happens on the basketball team, especially if you know you're capable of winning at all. Whether that's winning state at the high school level, whether that's winning nationals at AAU, or winning a championship in the NBA. These things happen when you have high expectations. People just get frustrated when you guys just aren't meeting your expectation. Guys, this is a process. Rome wasn't built in the day. So I'm not at all worried about it. The, the report is they got upset about some defensive rotations with each other. Um, they talked. They shoved a little bit. No one really got hurt. No one threw any real punches. They went to the locker room at halftime. They squashed They came back to play basketball. Um, this happens in the locker room. I know I've gotten in people's face, especially as a point guard, when they weren't doing their job. But I know doggone well my cousin, uh, he definitely got in my face if I wasn't doing my job well um, in high school. So – it is what it is. And I, I don't know. I'm not that worried. Uh, you can take from that altercation. I showed you what you will. But I'm not at all worried about that. Now, moving on from the altercation, because I noticed what everyone wanted to speak about. Everybody's worried about that. Everybody wants to see it. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, guys, they're 0-2 to start this season. But the last time I checked, will y'all calm y'all asses down? Y'all know what I was about to say. Will y'all calm your asses down? It is game two of 82. The playoffs start tomorrow? Did I miss something? No? Relax. God damn, y'all. 80 games left. Let's wait 20 games before we all panic. Once again, by the time we hit 20 games, we're going to all say, all right, I see this team coming together. They are rocking and rolling, and we still haven't even reached our potential yet. That's what's going to happen in 20. I'm not saying in 20 games we're going to be set solid. I'm saying in 20 games they're going to start meshing they're going to start winning games at a rapid rate, and then everybody's going to say, dang, bro, and they still can get better. Everyone calm down. It's two games. Two games. 82-game season, first two games versus a well-oiled machine. I want to give the Phoenix Suns credit. The Phoenix Suns are great. Look, guys, there. I had zero thought that the Los Angeles Lakers would beat the Suns early on. None. Why? The Lakers are returning three players. They have nine new rotation players, two of them very ball-dominant, and LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. They got a mesh. The Suns are a well-oiled machine with great chemistry fresh off a of finals appearance. The hell y'all expect? <laughs> I just – all of these NBA basketball players are great at basketball. And when you're the one with with all the experience with each other, all the chemistry together – That matters. I didn't expect for them to beat the Suns early on. Do I expect for them to beat them in two or three months? Yeah, not now. That's a well-oiled machine. And Chris Paul, as much as I – look, I'm not the biggest fan of Chris Paul at all. I'm not going to sugarcoat that because I think he's a dirty player. I like most basketball players, but I don't like dirty players. And I think he's a dirty player that when the shoe's on the other foot, he flops a lot. So you guys know I got that video too. I'll show it to you right here. So I personally am not a fan of Chris Paul but I appreciate his game. I'll put it that way. He's a hooper. He's a the quintessential point guard. He can uh floor general. He can run that point and he's got this team just clicking on all cylinders. They have chemistry. They play together. The Lakers team is new. Calm down. It's going to be all right. I promise. <laughs> Look at me. Am I worried? I'm not worried at all. That's that's the glass half full approach, guys. Because also, look, the Lakers were down by about 30 in the third quarter. Even beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, but they didn't just lay down and get beat down, guys. That matters. There's been a lack of sense of urgency. I can say that. And they put in all the vets. And in that fourth quarter, And they just played and played and played, and they cut it to 10. Now, that the Suns let off the gas a little bit, of course, but you all know that the Lakers could have done the same and just lost by 40. They didn't do that. Also, Reeves should definitely play. I don't know what the hell that was going on with that. Reeves should definitely play in the games. But um, they didn't lay down. They came back. They fought hard. They cut it to nine at one point, and it worked, and that matters. I think a game like this matters. When you get beat down like you did and then you keep your stars in there and make them play deep into the fourth quarter anyway and you see this, this urgency, how hard they work, it matters. This The Lakers might have needed this game. Again, I'm not worried until about game 20. But you could say this is what they needed. Now you know how far you have to go. You're not there yet. You're not even close. Um, So it could be a good thing. This could be a turning point. Another thing is, Anthony Davis isn't going to continue to shoot that bad, and Russ isn't going to continue to shoot that bad. And LeBron's not, LeBron's on fire from three, but I don't think he shot that well from the actual floor. Um, But these guys are not going to continue to shoot that poorly um, from the field. Uh, Russell Westbrook needs to make his damn free throws. I don't, I, for all of you who don't know, in 2017, they changed the rule. Russell Westbrook, since he was in high school, used to walk all the way back to the, the half court line after his first free throw and walk back up to shoot his second. 80 to 81% free throw shooter his entire career in the NBA doing it that way. 2017, they changed the rule for length of game purposes. That's what they said. Um, and he can't walk that far anymore. Every Ever since then, we have watched him kind of change his routine here and there. Uh, they're trying to come up with something, and now he shoots in those mid-60s to 70s since then. Um, but he needs to make his free throws. He, I, he's, he has to make his free throws. Russell Westbrook looked a lot better. Um, he was attacking. He was aggressive in the first and the fourth quarter. That's when he looked the most like himself. Um, kind of seemed like in the middle quarters he was kind of trying to make sure everybody got work. Uh, plus, he got into foul trouble, So, uh, and so did LeBron James. Um, But they're definitely in the first and fourth quarter. I thought he looked the most like Russell Westbrook, um, which is good. Um, They're not continuing to look that bad. They're just not. They didn't lay down and get beat down, guys. That's a positive to take from that game. Anthony Davis, let's speak about him. Now we're going to start getting into some stuff that maybe we didn't like seeing. Anthony Davis, to be that tall and that big. Before I say this, I think Anthony Davis is a great talent in the NBA. He is so good on both ends of the floor when he's putting it all into both ends of the floor. Let me let me point that out. But to be as big as he is, he takes a lot of fallaway jump shots. I mean, he's just always doing fadeaways. You're that doggone big. Go to the basket, draw some contact, get a foul, dunk on somebody. I just whatever you have to do. I know he's a champion. I know he's great. I'm not saying he's not. He just takes a ton of jump shots to be so doggone big. I I said the same thing about Blake Griffin years ago, that he's just taking all these jump shots, and he's so gifted athletically and so strong. Why was Blake Griffin taking all these fadeaway jump shots in the post? It's the same with Anthony Davis. Um, I didn't think his selection was the greatest um, in this game. He made some. He missed some. missed a lot. But I thought some of it was shot selection. Like some of those shots, he's 100% capable of hitting. I mean, he's missing bunnies. So was Russell Westbrook missing bunnies. But I think he's too big, too strong, too tall to just kind of sit around shooting fadeaway jump shots on smaller defenders. That he should definitely be able to back down and take the paint. Uh, LeBron James, he was on fire. Um, five of nine from the three point line. Like he's eight of 18 from the field. So he was just under 50%. Five of them. And he's shooting so well from the three-point lines, actually incredible. And he was four for four from the free throw line. The stars took care of business at the free throw lines, except for Russell Westbrook, because Anthony Davis was also ten of eleven. Yeah, Russell Westbrook's game. Look, it was his best outing, I think, with the Lakers so far this season. Um, look, he didn't shoot it particularly well again. He was six to fifteen, but he looked more like himself getting to the rim. He missed some bunnies because he was he missed them, but a lot of them were fouls. I don't know. Usually. When someone hits you, you know, when you're going to the basket, they call a foul. But apparently, it's never been the case for Russell Westbrook. Uh, But he had 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, a block. Russell Westbrook was all over the place. He was a plus 4 on the night. Um, He was just absolutely everywhere. Um, DeAndre Jordan, he only played 10 minutes. As usual, I didn't like his minutes. I'm moving on uh ar-15 austin reeves in my opinion austin reeves does need to play more with the lakers especially with the stars he just gives you someone who's toughest nails he's the best defender out of your shooters um if you want to call all of them that i think austin reeves is a shooter um he's the best defender of all of them so i think he should get some run i thought he did well in his i thought he did well defensively on chris paul when he was in there on a couple of occasions um he's able to hit the open three He's more athletic than people think. Uh, he's, he can get to the basket as well. He can make the extra pass. I actually really like AR-15 getting minutes. I've been absolutely frustrated with Bazemore's minutes. I've been frustrated with Bazemore's defense and on occasion. I've been frustrated with his offense on occasion. I don't know. I like I understand that there's no Ariza. There's no none. There's no THT. All this stuff, some of this stuff will fix itself uh, with the return of some of these players. But... Right now, this is what you have to work with. And I kind of feel bad for Vogel because I know this isn't really what he expected to have at his disposal because he's also missing Wayne Ellington, just a sniper, uh, one of the best snipers in the NBA. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have THC. He doesn't have LNC, He doesn't have none. Monk has had a hard time just finding his spots for the most part. No Ariza, and we won't have Ariza for a while now. So I get it. But another reason why... I feel bad for Frank Vogel. And I know, look, it's easy to point at Frank Vogel, a coach, and say, my gosh, these rotations are terrible. And I do agree with you. I don't think that starting DeAndre Jordan makes any sense on either end of the floor at all. However, guys, Frank Vogel a year ago, and I mean actually about a year ago. I know that I know that the Bucs just won a championship, but a calendar year ago, he just won with a team who was heavy defensively, very elite defensively, and their defense won them games, not their offense, not their ability to score with KCP and Montrez, Harold and them boys. Those are the people th- – I'm sorry, and Caruso. My apologies. Harrow came later. So Caruso, KCP, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, those guys were great defensively. That won them games and won them a championship guys this roster is completely different it's a it's a complete 180 for Frank Vogel in the sense that this team can fill it up offensively but they have players that are really one-dimensional like Carmelo Anthony isn't a defensive player he never is he never will be guys there's times when I think Carmelo Anthony is allergic to defense okay but he's a Hall of Fame talent because he can score. It is what it is. Wayne Ellington can shoot, not really a great defender. <laughs> Monk can shoot and score, not really a great defender. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry about that. Um, they have these one-dimensional players who are good at one end of the floor and not the other, um, and it's the opposite of what Frank Vogel's used to. So he's he's trying to figure it out too. So. The 20 games doesn't just apply to Frank Vogel or just to the players. It applies to Frank Vogel as well. He's got to figure this out. Guys, if you pay attention to the run they made uh, in the fourth quarter, a lot of that was with LeBron and Anthony Davis playing the four and five. They didn't play a traditional big at all. Now, the only part I didn't like about the lineup is that uh, there was LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. I didn't, and at one point, Austin Reeves. I liked all four of those. And at one point, it was Carmelo Anthony. Now, Carmelo Anthony is an offensive genius. Like, guys, he can put the basketball in the basket. I understand that. But at that time, you also needed stops. It worked out. But when I think of you need stops also, Carmelo Anthony wasn't necessarily the person I thought should be in the game. However, it worked. Cut it to nine. Not a whole lot I can say. And without THT or Ariza, what other choices did Frank Vogel have? Because um, Austin Reaves was already out there. Avery Bradley was not good in this game at all. My gosh, he was bad. I just I don't want to hear any more Avery Bradley talk. Not right now. We we'll wait till the next time. He was absolutely putrid, putrid. Um. So by the way, Austin Reeves was a plus seventeen in his twelve minutes in the game. I just I, I'm just pointing that out. I'm just i just saying. Um. So the, Dwight Howard, you know, played nine minutes. He didn't really play in the second half at all. Um, from what I understand, it wasn't for disciplinary reasons. Carmelo, I will be for, fair to him. He could put the ball in the basket. He's four or six from three, five eleven from the field, two or two from free to line. I think he had a few five rebounds and assists. And he was a plus eight on the night with sixteen points. So I'm not saying like Carmelo Anthony was bad. He did his job, which would be instant offense. Um, But when you need stops, he was the only person out there. I wasn't sure should be out there um, down by twenty plus in the fourth quarter, but it worked. So apparently. It was fine. I just didn't. That's just me. Um, all in all, guys, there are some things I didn't like. Uh I think the second quarter really hurt the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I, I thought it was a close game for the most part. Um, single digits throughout the first quarter and a half. Then LeBron James picked up his third foul, and they couldn't he couldn't really be aggressive defensively. Russell Westbrook picked up a a uh offensive foul on a three-pointer i i didn't necessarily agree with um i like the new rule there are parts of the new rule i think makes sense I actually i welcome and i love it but i didn't think his 3 pointer should apply to the new rule um in my opinion i'll try and put it inserted right here for you guys but i didn't think he kicked out i don't think he, he he kicked forward to initiate the contact I thought he kicked like horizontally to keep from falling on top of, I think it was Crowder's foot. And so I didn't really think it was an offensive foul. I, I know the kickout is now an offensive foul, but he didn't initiate the contact. The defender still initiated the contact. I, he was literally in between Russell Westbrook's legs to me. And so I, I didn't understand. You're basically asking him, to land on the defender's foot, so that it is a defensive foul, which would risk injury. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I gave it a pass, it's a new rule. I mean, I get it, it's whatever. I just don't agree that that one in particular was an offensive foul. I I don't know, he spread his legs outward to avoid stepping on the defender's foot who was completely in his landing space. I personally didn't agree on the defensive foul that LeBron got that gave him his third foul. Honestly, um, I thought that Crowder was about eight inches behind the three-point line, and LeBron James's foot stopped about six inches um, before the three-point line, and somehow Crowder stepped on his foot. After the, I don't know, I just he did land on LeBron's foot. But LeBron wasn't even, he wasn't even six inches from the three-point line as Crowder shot it. And Crowder was about a half a step behind the three-point line. And LeBron James still picked up that foul call. So at that point, look, they both had three fouls. You know, at one point they were both sitting, and it just was bad after that. And it just messed up the rhythm. and messed up everyone's defensive, um, you know, defensive further, their defensive intensity. It kind of fell off because they want to pick up another foul. And then... I didn't like some of the foul calls that the Lakers got, uh, on the other end. So I don't know. It's, uh, I hate blaming the referees. But guys I, I used to actually ref games, So I, I hate doing that, but uh, that was one of the worst officiated games that I've ever watched personally, but the Lakers, they have too many veterans to get frustrated in the second, third quarter because of refereeing and just kind of fold. Um, and start getting blown out by 30. They've all been playing in the NBA too long for that. And I think part of it was because LeBron James and, and Russell Westbrook had to sit. Because if you look at that fourth quarter, when they're both on the floor together, they came back. Um, the intensity was there. You cannot just fold and decide. You just don't want to play. Um, and have a lack of sense of urgency because it's, the calls aren't going your way that's on players that's on coaching that's i i, I don't want to say it's on coaching because i thought frank vogel got a good tech i thought he was irate he picked up that technical and i thought it was the right thing to do because again it was one of the worst officiated games i've ever seen i'm not gonna sit here and say the Lakers lost because of officiating i just won't do that I, it's just not in me um but yes it was very very bad but guys look positives that didn't fold positives AR-15 observes minutes, positive. Russell Westbrook looked like himself in the first and the fourth. He was much better. The positives, they aren't going to continue to shoot this poorly from the field as far as the stars. The positive, there's no Ellington. There's no none. There's no Ariza. Those are the positives to take away. Um, No THC as well. The guys, they don't have four rotation pieces. It's going to get better. 20 games is what we need. It's all going to be OK. Guys, look at my face. I am not worried at all. This team, by season's end, will be one of the best teams in the NBA. We will be in the Western Conference Finals. M- my goodness, it may be with the Phoenix Suns. That well-oiled machine is something else. And then we're all going to be happy about another opportunity for the Los Angeles Lakers and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anton Davis to get back to the big dance, the finals. Which is more than likely going to be against the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks. But I, guys, don't sleep in those Miami Heat either. But guys, right here is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, JD Jackson. Guys, please, please hit that subscribe button if you have not. And remember, If you want the video version, I'm also on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Public CastBox, and much, much more. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Guys, I will see you guys on Sunday versus Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. And um, Russell Westford versus Steven Adams. So I will see you guys Sunday for that. But right here, guys, is where I'll break things. And as always, until next time, peace.